Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Four Downs Podcast, presented by CMG Central. That's right. New name, new look, coming soon. And be aware, because that website is going to be fantastic. But hey, let's not worry about the website. Let's worry about what happened on week two, because (laughs) I told you so. I'm going to take Appalachian State and those 19 points. I'm taking the 52 and a half. I'm going under. Empty look for Richardson. Taking Tennessee over Pittsburgh. I'm taking the six points. Uh, yeah, this is easy, Tennessee. Two plays to get eight yards. to whiffed on the block, and Patty goes down. I'm taking Arkansas, giving those eight. They win by ten. It's a four-man rush. Rattler scanning the field. Floats one into the end zone. Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Central Network. I am Joe McGuire. Obi Meniz will be on with me in just a minute. Great show for you. We're going to get you all caught up on last week's action, including some headlines. At least one coach is out of a job. I'll speculate on two who I think might be next coming up in the final whistle. We'll also, we killed it last week. We told you who to bet on. We told you who to take if you didn't do it. That was your bad. We're going to give you some more games this week in third down. In second down, Ovi will give you his top 10. But first, before we get to the don't believe the hype section, we're going to run through some teams and and you let us know whether you think, we'll let you know what we think, uh, whether to believe the hype or not. But we will get things started here in first down. Ovi, I I was talking about this last week about Brian Kelly heading to LSU. Obviously, Marcus Freeman, things have not gone well in Notre Dame. Brian Kelly's got to be questioning what he was thinking and leaving that place in the first place. And of course, Scott Frost, great story, did amazing things at UCF. Obviously, a legend at Nebraska. Fired as head coach after another embarrassing loss, this time to Georgia Southern, 45-42. Frost, in the offseason, fired four offensive assistants, took a pay cut, and reduced his payout from $15 million to $7.5 million. Um, he, I'll get into why October 1st mattered. They couldn't even wait to get this guy out of the building. Again, a hero, a guy who led the Cornhuskers as a, as a quarterback, let UCF to an undefeated season, claimed the national championship alongside Bama back in 2018. Big things were to happen, only to be short by inches. Again, that record, 5-21 and 21 in one-score games. Something about Scott Frost just couldn't get this team over the finish line. It's a shame. I like Scott Frost, but 
UCF is not Nebraska. Plain and no. simple. No, and uh, something that you had mentioned last week was the, the grass is not greener on the other side all the time, you know. And uh, I think he was best to be at UCF. He had it made, had an undefeated season, and so much hype that he was the man that was supposed to change that culture in Nebraska. And there's a difference between being a coach and being a player, and that's not the same thing. It's not. So congratulations to him as a football player, but as a coach, something was really missing. I mean, wow, it took him that long, and and I'm just curious why now? Why couldn't you not do it in the offseason? What was so special because of the, the kneel, because of all the transfers, and yet it was the same thing. They have the talent in that team, and he was not able to, to change it up. And, and you know what? I said this as a joke earlier with the uh, in the NFL episode with Hector. Um, he's going to go to Alabama because all these coaches that get fired, where do you think they go? Sure. Being an assistant coach in Alabama, spent one to two years there, and it's like it's like the AA meeting with all the alcoholics, right? and they're gonna go over there, and then all of a sudden they're gonna be blessed. You're all forgiven, and then they go somewhere else, and they're gonna succeed. I feel like that's Scott Frost. I think that's his future. I I can a hundred percent get behind that. Uh, meanwhile, associate head coach Mikey Joseph has been named the interim head coach. Got his work cut out for him. Uh, by the way, the first black head coach in Cornhuskers history. I like this. This 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 is this is solid. This is why you have associate head coaches, so that if you have to make an in-season coaching change. And listen, Ovi, I disagree. I mean, I, this team could have waited. They could have saved themselves a bunch of money and waited to fire him till later in the season. Something, Something happened behind the scenes. And I we don't know say, about yeah. it, and they had to rush it because look, if you're paying this guy ten million dollar buyout or more, whatever it is, and they say that in October first it was going to reduce to seven million, I think I will wait till after October first. But then again, that does also hurt your recruitment. You know what yep. I mean? You keep losing Absolutely. these games and everything, and all you see is Scott Frost. I mean, look at if I'm that kid that's trying to go to college, and I see this look, you think I want to go to that college? I don't no. think so. No, not at all. So. And I no. would not blame you highly recruited freshman. <laughs> um, and what? Here's another look. You ready for this? Look at this moment. You think no. I'm going to go to those colleges? I mean, yeah, Notre Dame, it has its name. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I just have no idea. Um, again, it is what it is, you know, that's part of the game. And as far as for Notre Dame, uh, I was questioning on who was their starter. I think Payne was, uh, uh, Pine, excuse me, was a lot better quarterback to start with, not because he's here from, uh, Connecticut, but, uh, I know he took over the game at the end and threw an interception, but you know, it, it all depends on how much snap time you have, uh, preparing for the game, but, I, I think LSU and Notre Dame are in a rude awakening this season, and we're just going to have to wait for the next chapter, beginning of next season. 
you know, I, I again, like you're saying, I mean, I think for some of these coaches and some of these programs, sometimes it's just the right mix. It's the right coach with the right players. Things work out. Not everybody's mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Not everybody, not everybody is just going to walk into a room and, and command the respect and get players to play for them. Clearly, Absolutely. Scott Frost couldn't do that as evidenced by the 5-21 and 21 record in those closed games. They just could not find a way to win. Obviously, in week zero, they had a win in Ireland in their hands, uh, and he blew that one, and that one was totally on him. And you can't lose to Georgia Southern. You just cannot, <laughs> cannot do that. You should not the, lose to any game. Any, no, any of part course of not. Do it again. This is Nebraska. No. And I know mm-hmm. things haven't gone great the last decade or so for Nebraska, but there was a time where Nebraska was one of the powerhouse programs in the country. And I think, and I get the hiring of Scott Frost, right? Former quarterback, mm-hmm. led the team to its last bit of glory. Um, that's almost an impossible situation, Obi. Right. Absolutely. It is. It is. You know? Uh, it, 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 I mean, it look, I, I got it. I got it because even before Scott Frost, that program was in danger, right? So they had to do something. And look, Scott Frost is a great head coach, but there's just something that was a little bit off. He was always short. So, but you know what else is short? Is this Frank? Hey, Frank, how you doing? Guess his culture was changed. Yeah, of course. It's just like what we said. I like to bust his balls a little bit, but um. Hey, I would like to thank uh, Don Play for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for your support. We definitely will cover the games pretty soon. But uh, let's move forward because there's another thing that I'm disliking, and that is the AP polls, okay? And before I cover my rankings, I like to say, and I'd like to ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. When you lose a game, does that mean you move up in the rankings? Hmm. <laughs> that is Not something that the AP and the coaches poll did for the Texas Longhorns, which they were not even in the top 25. And all of a sudden you lose to Alabama and you make the top 25. I am dumbfounded about it. And I'm going to back this up because it's still on there. If you go to Clovercrest media slash all four downs, you will see my preseason. And I had Texas in the top 10 above Texas A&M. Okay, and it's still there. I'm not going to take it down. All right, but I, I'm just curious why they just put Texas now after a loss. And yes, Texas should have won that game. I could go political on it, but I will just move on there. But here's my top 10, and I'm starting from 7 to 10 Ole Miss, Michigan State, Arkansas, and I Kentucky. I like Arkansas a lot. That's a good football team. Yes, I love it. Um, Arkansas and Kentucky, they 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 place with uh spectacular. However, Ole Miss will play both these teams, but Arkansas and Kentucky will not meet this season. Okay, uh, Michigan State got an awesome run game, but how far can they go in the Big Ten because they still got to play Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State. Uh, my five and six right now, Clemson and Oklahoma. I know Joe, you love Oklahoma the way they're playing their games. I kind of like Clemson on the second half of their games. If Clemson has a lot to grow, and I think they will, Oklahoma 
as long as they handle that defense, which is always, and I, I keep saying this, that Big 12 will always have problems with defense. Oklahoma might set the standard, but watch out, Oklahoma, because Texas looks for real. I'm telling you that right now. Um, and then my top four, which kind of matches the AP and the coaches poll, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. Now, you know, we got two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. Two of those teams will fall. So my question to you is, which two teams will be out of the top four midway through the season? Woof. Um, listen, I'll, I'll first of all, I, I want to point out, I'll also be mentioning Jimbo Fisher in the final whistle. <laughs> this guy is so overhyped, it's not even funny. That said, um, great win from Alabama. I, I know everybody expects Bama to go out there and bash everyone's brains in 42 nothing. You, you got to get out of there with a win. I thought, I thought Bama did a great job in that game. Clearly, listen, Georgia belongs in the number one spot. I don't see this Georgia team losing. And I and I think you kind of do. And the SEC is really, really good. And they're not playing Bama this year. And no, but so, they could still meet in the SEC championship. Oh, and I'm sure they will. But the way I looked at Alabama, I don't see Bryce Young as a Heisman winner this year. He cannot handle the pressure many times. In the middle of the game, second and third quarter, he was overthrowing his receivers. There was only one person that Gibbs is the only one that saved the team. He wasn't young. And if it wasn't for that Texas defender yeah. who kind of like dove right past him, you know, that would not happen if you were going against an SEC football team. He would have been tackled. Alabama would have lost. We wouldn't be talking about Bryce Young. All the all the overhype about Tua and Mac Jones and Bryce Young last year had a lot to do with those five-star recruits who were juniors and seniors and then drafted into the NFL. And this is the first time in a few years where it, it, it's a lot of younger, inexperienced guys. And I think it's going to take some time. But look, these are all five-star recruits, four and five stars. These guys are going to – it's going to work out. I'm not worried about Bama, and I'm not worried about Bryce Young. Here's the thing. When Bryce Young needed to step his game up and get his team down the field, he did it. At what cost, though? I mean, there was some help with the referees, with the penalties, all right? And again, if it wasn't for that missed tackle, we wouldn't be talking about Bryce Young. We'll be talking about crowning Texas Longhorns. That is the big difference from that one missed tackle. And now, the, the incident to where it happened to Enzo when Bryce Young was supposedly was sacked but wasn't sacked, and then it wasn't a safety. Then they didn't throw the flag for intentional grounding. We could also talk about that missed face mask tackle at the near the end zone that stopped that drive for Texas to continue. Instead, they had to settle for a field goal. So there's a lot of factors that was against the Texas Longhorns that I was so upset about. Okay, now. Did Alabama get penalties called? Of course they did. But there were like dumb, dumb penalties like uh, William Anderson Jr., who was always offsides. Why are you standing offsides? You're supposed to be the next guy going for the Heisman, but you make these dumb mistakes. 
you know, uh, false starts and stuff like that. That's like within the offense. That's internal. But now you're talking about passing affairs, holding. Man, it felt like all the calls were at Texas. And that was frustrating when Texas always had that momentum. But like I said, I could go on and on and on. But I was keep in mind that people see Alabama. They see Alabama. After that game, you shouldn't be scared of Alabama. And you shouldn't be scared of Texas A&M. Because in the preseason, they were predicted those two were going to be the two top teams. I'm not so sure anymore. Well, it's, it, Texas A&M, no, uh, for sure. That said... I think I think by the time the year is over, one of those receivers is going to emerge at Alabama. Maybe more than one. And I I I I think they're going to be fine. You know, here's the other thing I figured out, Ovi. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure about this beforehand. You know how much I love upsets. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat screaming for Bama to come back and win this football game. <laughs> oh, my God. And it dawned on me. Roll, tie roll. I, I'm a Bama fan, bro. I'm a Bama fan. I, I, I really am. I didn't think it would happen to me. I didn't want to be an SEC guy. Certainly, it'd be easy to pick Bama, but I, I think I'm there. I think it's official. I was the opposite. I mean, I, I went on my picks for Alabama. I thought they were going to, you know, cover the spread but the more i watched texas i was like come on texas let's do it let's do it and that quarterback uh iwi i think that's his name it's too bad that he got hurt and i was even more upset why i hated alabama because the guy purposely stayed on top of him okay i would have kicked him out the game but it, it is what it is all right but that leads me to don't believe the hype. And what this one is, I'm going to ask you some questions, whether yes or no, do you believe the hype or you don't believe the hype? So here it is. Georgia will finish number one in the country at the end of the season. Hype or no hype? I'm going to take the hype on that. Okay. I like that. I'm saying here. Concerns about Alabama's Bryce Young and the defense. Do you Less believe the Bryce hype or Young. no? Less Bryce Young, but more the defense. Okay. Ohio State, Michigan will win. I'm sorry. Ohio State or Michigan will win the Big Ten. You believe the hype or no? As of right now, today, yes. I'm buying the hype on this. Okay. USC will make the college football playoffs. Negative. (laughs) I had had an Twitter argument with... The keys to the city podcasters who claim that USC is probably the next best thing. And I hope you hear me. And I'm going to tell you, absolutely not. The Pac-12's schedule and the team themselves are all weak. Okay. Even though the AP and the coaches poll are trying to push the USC over there to the top four. But I got to think the committee will do right and do justice because they definitely don't belong there. USC will lose two or three games this year. Thus, the football playoffs, not a possibility for them. Losing one game, either Utah or Oregon, would definitely eliminate USC. Yep. Okay. 
Uh, Clemson will be in the national championship. Do, do you believe the hype? Yes or no? Ooh, I'm going to say not buying the hype yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and lastly, Oklahoma shocks the world and places the Big 12 conference as national champions. I feel like you're setting me up for this one, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to buy the hype, dude. I'm telling you, man, I I like what they got going on right now. Dylan Gabriel is the real deal. They've got themselves a good quarterback. That defense looks eons better than it has in a hundred years of Oklahoma mm. football. Will they win the national championship? I don't know about that. Are they contenders? I'm definitely buying the hype on that. I And I think this team, I like to revisit this in a few weeks because I'll tell you exactly where I'm at on this. Absolutely. We will revisit this and this segment will continue on. So hold on to your seats because we're, well, we're doing the ride right now. Uh, you got me to commit. Where are you, where do you stand on Oklahoma and Clemson and USC? You didn't you didn't say. Oh yeah, well USC. I, I, I'm not including them in the playoffs. All right, good. I like it's going to be either Clemson or Oklahoma. I, I I really think that either the winner of those two will actually face Georgia in the finals. I love everything you just said. I appreciate that, and that doesn't happen a lot. Well, let me see if you love my picks <laughs> coming up because I, I'm ready. ready? <laughs> Here we go. Florida State versus Louisville. This is a Friday game. Two and a half favorites of Florida State. Who you got? I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take Florida State in this one. Nice. I concur. I, I'm liking the motivation of Florida State. Um, right. And I think they're going to win at the minimum by one touchdown. I think this is going to be a good game to watch on Friday. So, yeah. I got I got my popcorn ready on this one. All right. Let's move on to Georgia and South Carolina. 24-point spread, 52 points over and under. Who you got? I'm going to take Georgia given those 24 points. Oh, man. You're on the bad wagon now. All right. That's what's up. I got Georgia, too, with the 24 points. This team's been pounding the <laughs> crap out of people, and I realize you're in conference now. You're talking about a, a decent South Carolina team, but I just, I still think Georgia, to me right now, is the best overall team in college football, and I hate to admit that, especially mm -hmm. to you. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah. I expect the backup quarterback for South <laughs> Carolina to play in this game, all right? All right, moving on. We got Oklahoma versus Nebraska. New head coach for Nebraska. Oklahoma, we talked about its defense. Who you got? Uh, Oklahoma is going to route them here. They can have the 11 points. I, I almost thought about giving them 66 and a half. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. This game is going to be less. It's going to be under 66 and a half. I'm taking the under in this game, but at the same time, what if Nebraska loses this game by one score? Oh, that would be <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Oh boy, but I am taking under. Who you got again? Oh, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma, and I'm I'm giving those points up. No sweat. All right, fair enough. All right, 
Texas State versus Baylor. Texas State is actually from San Marcos, Texas, uh, my son's hometown. The point is 30 points spread, 53 over under. Who you got? That's a pretty good Baylor team. And Texas State sounds more like it's a bunch of prisoners. <laughs> I'll give them the 30 points, Obi. I'm going to give them the 30. I'll take Baylor. Listen, 30 point spread, it's automatically I'm going over 53. I'm telling you that right now. Over 53. Baylor's going to score 55 points in this game, minimum. So, yeah, (laughs) you're good with the over. All right. uh, Awesome game coming up. BYU versus Oregon. Three and a half favorite for Oregon. 57 and a half over under. Who you got? I'm going to take the under in this game. I... I, I think BYU wins a close game here. Listen, this is going to be a low-score game. It's going to be a defensive game. That's why I'm also taking 57.5 under. <laughs> yes. Who's Penn winning State. the game? You want to tell me who's going to win the game or you don't want to commit? I'm not committing. Man. There you go. All right. Oh, fair no. enough. <laughs> yeah, but I will commit to this game. Penn State and Auburn. I'm going to be ahead of you on this one. I am taking Auburn. And a big upset over Penn State because it's at Auburn, okay? And I'm loving this quarterback. And I think that organization, even though it's at a rocky offseason with whatever happened internally with their internal investigation, but I think Auburn got this. They'll snap out of it. I know Penn State won last year, but that was in Pennsylvania. This is in Auburn. Give me Auburn in the three points. It's going to be more shocking when Penn State wins the game. I'll even take the three points, and that way when I win it on a field goal, I'll win it comfortably by six. <laughs> yeah, that'll feel good. You can good. text me. Go ahead and text me. I got you. <laughs> Liberty visiting Wake Forest. That's 16.5 spread, 63.5 over-under. I'm going to take Liberty in the points. I don't think Liberty is going to win the game. I think Liberty can keep this thing close. They don't typically get blown out of games. Again, I realize this step up for them to play somebody like Wake Forest, but Wake Forest isn't exactly Clemson. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take my chances with with Liberty in those points. I'm going to take my chances with Wake Forest. I know they got their starting quarterback back. Um, and he's a difference maker, so definitely gonna take Wake Forest. I'm I'm liking these differences between you and I. Oh yeah, yeah. I get right. down with that. Michigan State travels to Washington. Three point spread in favor of Washington. Fifty six and a half over under. I'm gonna take the under on this. I think Michigan wins a a a, a brutal ball game. They're going to obviously pound the football. I don't think it's going to be particularly high scoring, so I'll take the under, but I think Michigan State pulls it out. I agree with you there, man. I, I think it's a run a run game, football game, and I think this is a, a refurbished Washington football team, and you know Michigan will run the ball, so I take under 56 and a half. All right. Now, this may surprise you, but UTSA is a real deal here. The Roadrunners will visit the Texas Longhorns. 12.5 spread, 61.5 over under. I'm taking Texas Longhorns. I'm taking those 12.5. 
Yeah, I'm 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 gonna take Texas. I'm gonna take Texas. I I, I have to. I'm tempted, but but I'm not gonna do it. After what I saw last Saturday, Texas better not disappoint. And the thing is, they do have a habit of playing so well that they just crack an egg in the following week, man. Yeah, you're not disappointment is what Texas does. <laughs> <laughs> they better prepare themselves next year for the SEC. I'll tell you that much. All right. Miami at Texas A&M. This is the game of the week. Five five point spread for Texas A&M. Forty five over under. I'm gonna take Miami. Yes, I'm gonna yes. take Miami. I'll take those five and oh. yeah. I can't I'm believe it. He's packing. You did not read my manual, so thank you very much. I don't see the Aggies losing two in a row. I got the Aggies and the points. Miami has to show me that they're legit. And if Miami beats Texas A&M for some odd reason, I will start respecting the ACC. But for now, I'm taking Texas A&M Aggies with the win. There is a lot on the line in this game. OV about to throw down some respect on the ACC. <laughs> They're probably safe, though, to be honest. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and this show is brought to you by the CMG Central. Stay tuned for the website because it's up and coming with just not only just all four downs, but every other sports podcaster out there that is sponsored by CMG Sports, the best podcast network around the world. Now, we are getting tuned in to fourth down and joe i know you have a lot to say and as always get it off your chest joe please do yes listen hiring jimbo fisher to a 10-year 75 million dollar deal was it not a mistake by texas a&m the problem actually happened just before the 2021 season began school administrators decided to restart his contract window only this time it nine million dollars a year and increasing a hundred thousand dollars every single year which not only keeps fisher under contract through 2031 it eventually makes him untouchable for the rest of the decade and all of this is based on a nine and one season during the 2020 covid year that might have been a fluke this team is 35 and 15 under fisher counting saturday's disaster against Appalachian State. Now, Fisher's contract is exactly what's wrong with college football. Too much money spent on mediocre coaching and not enough to the players. Nebraska finally unloaded Scott Frost at a cost of $15 million. His, his exit was so urgent to the program that Rather than wait October 1st and save $7 million, they sent him packing in the middle of the night. And the reason being, Frost and the Cornhuskers lost to Georgia Southern, a Sunbelt opponent, mind you, coming off a 3-9 and nine season themselves. The Huskers now 1-2, and 16-31 in Frost's five seasons and change, including 5-21 in one-score games. Say it all the time, the grass is not always greener. First-year Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman met with the media yesterday to explain what he's going to do about the Irish's 0-2 start, which included a terrible home loss to Marshall. 
He's also got to do it now with the backup quarterback with Tyler Buckner suffering a season-ending knee injury. Freeman, by the way, is the first head coach in Notre Dame history. You count the bowl game from last year to lose his first three games. Here's the thing. Every situation is different. Every program is different. When you find a good program and you're happy and you're winning and things are going well, just stay. Because in the big business of college football, this mediocre coaching just won't do. Consider yourselves all on notice. That's going to do it this week for all four downs. Make sure you check us out. Well, we'll get to the website and all that. That's all coming. Until then, you can still visit uh, hhwshow.com or clovercrestmedia.com backslash all four downs to get all the latest on the world of football. XFL, hopefully we'll get that going too soon enough. A lot of football in our future. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Obi Muniz, I'm Joe Aguirre. We'll catch you next week for All Four Downs. We'll be right back.